This show contains language and themes that may be considered offensive to some. Please use your best judgment about whether or not you should be listening. Sci-Fi Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Sci-Fi Noise can be found at SciFiNoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to DeliberateNoise.com. Okay. I want to talk about Netflix's um, remake of Lost in Space. It has come out this year, uh, 2018. And there will maybe mild spoilers, but nothing really uh, too bad. Not something really egregious. Um, first off, I just want to say that because this is a remake, um, and I've seen a lot of remakes over the past uh, few years, um, and everything really falls down into to two categories that I've noticed. Right, which is all of them. People who liked it, people who didn't like it. But the people who don't like remakes seem to not like them all for the exact same reason, right? And it's because things have changed and they don't like change. And I was thinking about the, that today. That's the, the hard part about remaking properties, right? I mean, if you're remaking, like, a lesser-known property, that's one thing. But if you're remaking something that a lot of people know about, um, you're going to have nothing but issues. Simply because there are people who believe that there's a certain way to do things, right? Um, I was on Facebook, and a uh, friend of a friend was talking about how he um, wasn't going to watch it because they changed too many things. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, you see, and that's 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 the problem that a lot of um, networks have, networks, companies, production companies, whatever, when they want to remake something, is they're trying to reach out to um, two groups of people at the same time. They're trying to reach out to the people who know about the property, you know, the, the original iteration of the property, because that's their built-in audience. And then they also want to reach out to new fans so that they can, you know, continue this, uh, the rebirth of the property going. Um, it's the same thing with, um, Battlestar Galactica, right? They struck gold with, um, Battlestar Galactica. And ever since then, you have a bunch of other companies trying other, um, science fiction things to, uh, try to recapture the lightning in a bottle, alright, um, and I don't think that that is necessarily going to work, right, because Battlestar Galactica took something that was, um, uh, I hate to use this word, but it was like, it was pure, you know, I mean, it was, it was good guys versus bad guys, you know, and 
everything was nice and neat and polished, right? Everything looked pretty. Um, and then they replaced it with the new Battlestar Galactica. And uh, you had a bunch of different shades of gray, especially when it came to motivations. Um, character motivations and the fact that, you know, not everything looked clean. In fact, I think the first real episode, was it, was it 44, 33? I can't remember which one it was. One where they kept having to jump. Um, that looked claustrophobic. It looked dirty and sweaty. And that was also one of, like, one of the best episodes. Um, and that, that showed, okay, this is going to be something new. This is going to be something different, right? Um, we're taking the, the basic bones and we're putting something pretty much brand new to it. And for the most part, they stuck with that. They didn't try to um, shoehorn in a bunch of stuff that didn't actually need to be there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of uh, reboots since then and before then, if they've always fallen into that trap of trying to pay, you know, too much homage to the old stuff. You know, they, they are always trying to fit the old stuff in, new versions of the old stuff instead of making new things, you know. I think I talked about this on Comic Book Noise years ago with um, uh, the Ultimate Universe. Um, Marvel decided they wanted to retell, they wanted to um, basically redo a lot of their top uh, properties. Now that I think about it, these are interesting. These are one, they wanted to redo Spider Man, Fantastic Four, and X Men, which now that I think about it, these are all properties that they didn't have the movie rights to, which is interesting, right? Um, and they wanted to basically retell the story as if they were creating the characters brand new, you know? And at first, it started off pretty good, all of them. Um, but then they kept pretty much, they, they pretty much tried to retell the, you know, the old stories or old concepts using these new things. And that kind of just turned me off, you know, and a lot of um, reboots do that. You know, they, they will start off with one thing and then all of a sudden they'll introduce something, you know, well, this is an Easter egg for the, the people who are watching and it, it doesn't make sense, you know, but oh well. Um, with uh, Lost in Space, the people who don't like it are, like I said, the people who don't want change. However, uh America has changed. American viewing habits have changed since those uh, days of um, that was Van Williams. Oh God! And June Lockhart leading the, the kids to save the day. You know, um, because those those people were all they, they were characters. You know, these were all characters without flaws um then when they try to reintroduce the uh loss of space again in the move at, at in the movies with um uh, matt leblanc and heather graham and william hurts oh god i can't remember the mother's name uh, la, 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 la. i can't remember her um 
Mimi Rogers. Um, they tried to add a little more um, science fiction stuff to it. And I will, I still contend, it was a good movie up to a certain point when they just said, all right, you know what, we're just going to just go crazy. You know, because it kind of like the original um, Lost in Space, Lost in, the original Lost in Space, the early episodes were more serious, you know, and then after a while they just went full camp value, you know, let's just see what kind of crazy stuff we can throw against the wall and go with it, you know, and that's what it seemed like that movie did, it was serious science fiction up until a certain point, and then after that it just went completely off the rails. Um, but what I think some people just don't know is that uh, Lost in Space was a science fiction uh, retelling of the story Swiss Family Robinson about a family that shipwrecked um, and how they survived. And I've seen movie Swiss Family Robinson from way long ago. Um, I think I've even seen episodes of a TV show. That just seems familiar to me, but although I don't remember anything about it. I've never read the book but I've always liked uh, survival stories because of that, you know. Um, and when they did the the Lost in Space movie, they tried to pretty much redo Lost in Space the TV show, but make it, you know, more big budget. Um, the Netflix show seems like it's getting back to the telling of the Swiss family Robinson, but in space. And, uh, one thing, one complaint I saw, uh, crap, if I say that it's going to reveal plot points that come later on in some episodes, so I'm not going to say it, but let's just say that somebody was complaining about, um, fuck, they were, they were, the, the complaints that they had about this show, they said it wasn't like that in the original show. And I'm thinking, okay, you didn't pay attention to the original show. All right. And if you really want to know, send me an email. That's uh, at Derek, there's the E-R-E-K at comicbooknoise.com. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I, I will, I will spoil an email. I'm not going to spoil on the show because some people want to watch it and then try to figure out what the hell I'm talking about. So I'll go ahead and do that. Um, but there were a lot of little things that I liked about the first few episodes. Um, <laughs> and I went into this with a feeling of trepidation, not because, um, I didn't think that Netflix was going to do a good job. Not that I thought that the people involved were, were going to do a good job because I, you know, right now I have faith in Netflix, you know, um, they can put they they put out a lot of stuff and not all of it works but they hit more than they miss you know with me they hit more than they miss um but i kept seeing the same kinds of uh headline reviews right <coughs> i have a um i have a bunch of uh, rss feeds that i'm um Subscribe to, and this is nerdy stuff. It's Slash Dot, The Verge, um, Ars Technica, stuff like that. You know, and whenever there's something that's science related, they like to go ahead and review it. You know, I mean, I don't know how many damn 
reviews each of those seem to do about each episode of uh, Westworld, but they, they love them some Westworld. Um, ours technically in the Verge especially. Um, but the people there were damning um, Lost in Space with faint praise, right? And other, time, and other people were just coming flat out saying, I didn't like this, you know, and without spoiling too much, the one of the headlines that I, I read um, and I didn't read the article, but, you know, the headlines and a snippet from something else gave me that, okay, at least two reviewers think this. And it was like, it's got uh, great visuals, but the characters do stupid things, you know? And so I was like, oh, man, don't tell me that. I'm, I was kind of bummed. I looked, and as I watched the first episode, I saw characters taking um, unnecessary risks. But the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, wait a minute. These are unnecessary risks from me sitting in my chair watching TV. But these characters have their reasons. And then, you know, the more I'm watching, I'm like, okay, I can see why someone would think that's a bad decision, right? Um, But situational, you know, it's like, okay, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about, talking about the, uh, the reviewers, and another thing is they were, they, people had a problem with the characters themselves, and once again, I, I started thinking back to the original show, and I can see why people would have a problem, because the, um, the original show, there was very little strife between the people, you know, the family didn't really argue all that much, there was a little brother-sister teasing every now and then, and Don West really didn't like Dr. Smith, but um, outside of that, everybody pretty much got along, you know, Um, and this one, they seem more like people, you know, I think that the characters are like one of the, the strongest parts about it, right, um, and on top of that, the, the child actors, I've, I have never seen, as far as I know, I have never seen any of these kids in anything, and I thought they all did a great job. It didn't feel like anybody was reading lines. Um, it didn't feel like anybody was acting. It felt like, you know, these were kids who were in this extraordinary situation, right? Um, there were a lot, a lot of little things um, that I just really enjoy, especially with the personal interaction. <clears throat> now I'm about to touch on a slight spoiler. All right. Uh, so if you don't want to know, I don't know what to tell you. Because, you know, some people say, you know, come back in 30 seconds. This is probably going to take me more, longer than 30 seconds. Um, but if I, I, when I get to the ex, express part, I will say, okay tune out and I will try to keep within a few seconds. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But uh, one of the characters is uh, Judy Robinson. Now if you see the um, the cast images, you can tell uh, <clears throat> that out of the family, Judy Robinson is the only one who doesn't have 
two white parents, okay? And the way that they addressed it, they didn't really even really touch on it for the first few episodes. Besides, maybe the first four episodes, possibly, I can't even remember which one I'm on now. Um, they didn't touch on on the racial makeup of a family or Judy at all. And when they did, they took care of it in a few seconds. Now, this is the spoiler part, so give me like 10 seconds or so. You can fast forward or whatever, right? Um, Don West met with Judy Robinson. He was helping her out. And um, he asked her something along, where did you learn self-defense? And she said, from my dad. And the guy was like, oh, is he here? He said, uh, yeah, uh, John Robinson is my father. And he looked at her. And she just said, yeah, he came around after I was born. And that was it. Okay. I really enjoyed that part simply because, um, just because there's no blood there doesn't mean that there's no love there. Okay. Yeah. He didn't create her, but they have a father daughter relationship that seems pretty damn familiar, you know, um, and, I, and those two characters are probably my favorite, right, uh, everybody's talking about how much I like Parker Posey in this, um, thing, but quite frankly, in the, another mild spoiler, she doesn't really do a whole lot <laughs> in these first few episodes, um, maybe later on, she will do more, but she's, and what I've seen so far, she's been, you know, planning and setting up for maybe something in the future, I don't know, but right now, um, I like Parker Posey, I've liked her ever since she was on, um, As the World Turns, um, but she's no Jonathan Harris, you know, (laughs) oh shit, was that his name, yeah, that was his name, uh, Crap, I'm getting him mixed up with, uh, shit, what is, uh, oh, God, anyway, the original Dr. Smith, he was, uh, he was a, he was a good character actor, right, I now, I think I remember reading somewhere that he hated the character of Dr. Smith because those were the only kind of roles he would get after a while, right, um, and it was funny because in the early, early episodes of the original Lost in Space, he was downright evil, you know? I mean, he looked evil. I don't know how anybody was falling for his act. Um, <laughs> then all of a sudden, he was just a clown. Okay. You know, I mean, Erwin Allen, he had a... Had a doing that, of, of switching things, but damn, that to me just pretty much came out of nowhere, maybe if I watch everything in sequence again, I can see where it happened, but it just seemed kind of, just like, out of nowhere, but anyway, I always liked uh, Jonathan Harris, but every time I say his name, I'm wondering if I'm getting it wrong, shit, uh, anyway, um, Gary Oldman was okay in his role as Dr. Smith, um, but he went a little too far with the evil. I don't see, once again, how anybody could trust him. Um, 
the Parker Posey, at least I could see why somebody could trust her. Okay. Uh, there was one where she is a very, she to me is a, is pretty much a, a, a better talker. <laughs> you know, she talked her way out of a couple of things. And I was just like, how the hell? Oh, okay. I guess I can see why. And um, there was one part where she talked her way out of something. And somebody mentioned that online and it's like that would never happen and I'm just seeing myself are you shitting me people don't like confrontation <laughs> you know she took people's natural um, aversion to confrontation and she flipped it around on the person she was talking to I mean think about it people really don't like it um, that's why people who don't really give a shit about confrontation seem to go further in life, you know, but, uh, oh God, I guess I'm all over the place, but I, I just want to say, I really enjoyed it, um, they don't spend a whole lot of time catering to the older fans, um, at least not in these first few episodes, uh, there is more of a focus on the survival aspect of the show, Oh, who knows later on maybe there's like a space excuse me a space museum with uh green aliens offering dr smith um diamonds or something i don't know but for right now it's more straight science fiction and that was another thing people were complaining about they're complaining about the actual science um it's science fiction you know and they even tried to explain some of the stuff, you know, uh, they, 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 they try to explain it away. Like, um, you know, maybe this is what's going on. Maybe this is what's going on. Uh, but yeah, just sit back and relax. A lot of people just want to take everything so serious, you know, um, especially if you're a big fan of, you know, if you were coming home after school or watching, uh, Lost in Space or watching when it was first run, then yeah, you're going to have, um, a different uh, perception of what the show was back in the day but uh if you are like me and ran across it on uh what was it decades or me tv there's there's some uh tv channel that's like that and i saw oh lost in space i watched like maybe five minutes and i was like okay (laughs) all right that's just me I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch something else. Then. But this particular show, I really enjoy it. Um, I hope that there's a season two. And I'm saying that as somebody who's not even through season one yet. Um, yeah, it could all fall apart, you know. But uh, I kind of I doubt it, you know. <laughs> it'd, it'd have to really take a big U-turn. Um, there, was this, uh, there was this book I read. Uh, I'll probably talk about it maybe on another episode. I don't know. If, eh, it's a it's an alternate history. It's a book called uh, Underground Airlines, um, and I was uh, listening to the the audio book. And halfway through, I'm like, "This is really good. This is really good." And I started recommending it, but I always gave that same caveat: say, unless it goes completely off the rails at the end, and it didn't. So, I will probably talk about that. Like I said, on a, on a another episode but for right now um i'm done um and i will be back soon with another episode thanks for listening
Gobble, we're gonna eat.